Good morning and welcome to Jesus for Real Life. This is your host, Cindy Daves, and I'm excited to again have Pastor Julia Youngblood in the studio with us today. I always love having her. She's just a, a bundle of joy. My husband, it's so funny when I talk to you on the phone, he can always tell when I've hung up talking to you because he says I've, I'm much more energized than anybody else I've ever <laughs> talked to. So it's uh, kind of funny. We always have a great time. Yes. So thank you for yes. being with me. And I'm going to go ahead and open thank us you. in prayer. And then uh, we're going to just talk about some fun girl stuff. Wonderful. Wonderful. So Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the blessings that you give us. Thank you for giving me the wonderful pastors that I have and the wonderful friendship we've developed. And I just really appreciate that. It's just been such a blessing on my life. And Father, we just want to say, just open our hearts, our mouths, our ears, everything to you right now. And give us the words that you want us to say that these ladies need to hear. And those gentlemen that are also listening as well. But um, just, just give us the words to say in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So, so good to have you. So what are we going to hear? What do you want to talk about today? You know, uh, Cindy, I, first of all, thank you for inviting me again. I had a great time last time uh, when I was on here with you. And, um, you know, I was praying yesterday evening uh, when you had asked uh, if I would come back on uh, the radio show. And uh, I was praying about, you know, so many women, and I know there'll be men that will be on maybe uh, listening as well, but mainly women um, that we sometimes uh, will struggle with our identity. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about our identity in Christ. And, um, you know, as individuals, we're all different and unique. And uh, sometimes we want to compare ourselves or we want to try to be like somebody else mm-hmm. and that we think, oh, they've got it all together. Or they're just absolutely amazing or beautiful. And, and then we typically will find yes. out they don't have it all together. Yes. And I was, um, you know, thinking about the, the scripture uh, where it says in 1 Corinthians 6, 20, It says that we're not our own because we were bought with a price. Therefore, um, you know, honor God with our bodies and everything. And, you know, I was thinking about when I was a little kid, you know, and it starts out girls are a little bit more hung up on this than guys are. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about even in grade school when I would take my lunchbox to school. And I remember one day I was thinking about our identity in Christ and and thought about even how young girls would compare themselves with other girls when we were back in elementary school. And sure. I remember one instance um, when I was in the cafeteria that I had my metal lunchbox. Do you remember those metal oh, lunchboxes? Oh, yeah. So I was going to ask you, what <laughs> lunchbox did you have? Well, actually, I had one that had my name on it. And of But I was did. a little bit embarrassed by it because it was about a TV show. Do you, and I didn't even watch the TV show, but the there was a nurse. Um, she was a black nurse. And my mother liked the show. And her name, and was, her Julia. name was Julia. I remember I that. Never, yes. I never watched the show. I never yes. knew it. But sometimes kids would make fun of me when I would carry the lunchbox. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, there were other times that I would actually, my mom would have me 
carry one of my brothers. And I was like, I don't know why she did that to me. But anyway, but I remember opening my lunchbox in the, in the cafeteria and certain days my mother would make, you know, um, healthy snacks rather than putting the Oreo cookies in Mm -hmm. there or chocolate chip cookies as my snack. She'd put my sandwich, uh, you know, ham and cheese sandwich. And then she would put like some little apple slices with peanut butter and stuff like that. And I remember there was this little friend that sat next to me and she says, Well, I like my lunch better than yours because I have Oreo cookies and and she's like, you have apples and peanut butter. Yuck. Well, so things started. (laughs) could be me. Yes. And I thought to myself and I didn't understand and I talked to my mom about that and she says, well, certain days you can carry the cookies, but then there's other days I think that you need to have the healthy snacks. But I remember back, I said, you know, when I was a little kid, I remember how that bothered me and I was like... begin to question kind of myself am I different am I odd or you Mm -hmm. know and little things like that can plant seeds of doubt about who we are in Christ you know or who we are just in ourselves and I remember how women as we grow up sometimes we will value ourselves by our talents or lack of talent um, our careers Mm -hmm. our career path we see somebody else that might make more money or somebody else that might be more talented And, um, you know, and God is not wanting us to look at that because, you know, when we when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and I always quote John 316 because it's the main thing Mm -hmm. and keep the main thing, the main thing. And John 316, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And when we accept Jesus Christ and asked him to come in our lives and forgive us of our sins, you know, we are not our own, just like that scripture, first Corinthians 626 says and we realize that when we start studying the scriptures and over also in Galatians uh, 2 and 20 it says I am crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me and so when we look at those scriptures we find that you know we're not no longer our own but We've been bought with a price. We have a heavenly father that's paid it all for us. And when we start realizing who he is in us and praying, God, I want you to use me. I want to be your daughter. I want you to, you know, work in me and through me, speak in me, speak through me. Then you start finding who you are, who your identity is. You're not looking so much at what you can do or what you can't do. You're not looking. And another thing is, um, let me say this real quickly. You know, we women say, oh, well, this person, this woman might make more money than I do or whatever. Or another area that women like to compare is our appearance. Absolutely. Okay? Our appearance. That is a biggie. That is mm-hmm. a big thing. You know, if you're tall, you want to be petite you know if you've got blonde hair you want brown hair or black hair you know if you're we always a dark skin different. you mm-hmm. want to be fair skin you know so there's all those things that we can get hung up on those and we can let those hinder us in our walk in our relationship with God and our relationship with people with each other uh, and with other and yeah. so um and I feel like that those things have got to be crucified with Christ those are things that we have to let go of and realize hey 
You know, I belong to Christ. And when we start seeking him, the more we seek him. And and I want to get over into that scripture in Matthew 6, 33, because I've been hung up in this. And, you know, it's kind of like I've been hung up in second gear. Oh, dear. You're <laughs> but, like friends. You know, but yeah, yeah. Like that song, Friends. We always talk about that. That's so funny. But Matthew 6, 33, you know, where it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Well, when That's you think about direction, yes, it is. And when it says, but seek, seek means to desire. You're finding, you're finding, you're like, and you know, you're desiring the things it. of God. You're looking for it. And when you look, the more you look for God, the more you desire the things of God, the less natural desires you have, the, the less of your will and your will becomes God's will. Your will, you know, becomes his purpose. You know, his desire becomes your desire. It's just a, it's just a wonderful life because, um, you know, I remember when I was young, um, I, I felt called to God uh, in ministry when I was probably, I don't know, 10, 11 years old. And um, born into a, a pastor's home. I tell this story a lot. Um, but when I was called in ministry, I knew music was my thing. Mm-hmm. But I looked to my mom so much. I was so close to her. She was just one of the most amazing women you'll ever meet in your life and um i said man i could never live up to her she you know she's a perfect pastor's wife and i knew that god was calling me into ministry and by the age of 12 13 i knew i was going to marry a pastor and I, I knew it and it was prophesied over my life that i was going to marry a pastor and it was so specific that and i told this before that the person that had prophesied over me and it, it confirmed what i already felt in my life they but he said you're going to marry a preacher from Georgia, a country preacher from Georgia. That's that was amazing. so specific, yes. you know. God is, God is so and, good. And it happened, you know, mm-hmm. and 32 years later, we're still pastoring Young Harris, Georgia. But I remember questioning will I be able to do what my mom did? And somewhere along the line, Cindy, I found out that I didn't have to be just like my mom. You mm-hmm. know, she was, um, you know, first of all, she was chosen in the state of Tennessee to run for Miss Tennessee pageant. Mm-hmm. You know, she was just I a beautiful, naturally that, beautiful yes. woman. You know, I have to put makeup on to be, you know, to even come close to what she was. You know, so she was a natural, beautiful woman that didn't even have to wear makeup. And we're talking about finding our identity. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember just, um, just an eloquent speaker she could write beautiful papers and articles she graduated top of her class you know and I was one of those people you know write the report the night before Mm -hmm. when I was in school or I would tell my mom I would tell my mom the book report and she'd help me write it you know (laughs) I was more the one like my dad loved to get up and tell the story creative yeah I wanted to get up and tell the story Mm -hmm. she wanted to write it I wanted to tell it exactly and so we all have our identities and our uniqueness and I had to discover that and also you know we find in the church in ministering and pastoring that everybody's different it's about the body of Christ there's the hands there's the feet mm-hmm. the legs and and somebody said well I want to be the head I don't want to be the feet you know I don't want to be the arm everybody can be the arms or the but, head you've got but to have it feet takes and all of You're us right. It takes all of us in the body of Christ, and no one is more important than right. the other. It just means we have different callings. We have different ministries. You know, we're so unique. We have our own fingerprint, sure. you know, our own DNA. And, um, you know, and so I think that that has been 
in my younger years, I struggled with my identity. And I think you know, a lot of um, people do. Yeah, that. you know, a lot yeah. of people do. Yeah, and um, and but in ministry, seeking the face of God, desiring the things of God, studying for Bible studies, studying for sermons. When I when I uh, you know went forward with preaching because music was my entryway. I started out at a young age playing piano in church, singing, and performing. And then when I was called into ministry, began to speak um, and teach Sunday school. And I remember I even taught youth group when I was a teenager and we would go on, you know, youth trips and, you know, have these different camps and, you know, youth camp and different things that we would do. And I remember, you know, music was the entry. And that opened the door for me. But then I began to testimony, you know, give a testimony, begin to speak and everything. And at first it was it was really challenging. But then once you start doing it, it's exciting. And also, you know, talking about looking to my mother, my mother was more of a um, just a, a powerful teacher where more of. I'm more kind of a preacher, more, I don't know, more assertive, mm-hmm. you know, kind of more loud. Your mother, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I, yeah. I didn't have the pleasure of meeting your mother, but I've yeah. heard you talk a lot about her, but yeah. I think you're much more, I think the word I might use would be charismatic, energetic, yeah. you know, where your mom was a little bit more yeah. reserved and yeah. again, a writer versus the creative right. person. So yeah. if you're just tuning in, we are um, Jesus for Real Life and this is Cindy Davis, your host, and I'm in the studio today with Pastor Julia Youngblood. And Pastor Julia and her husband, Mike, are the pastors at Harvest Fellowship Church in Young Harris, Georgia. And I have um, the honor and the privilege of getting to um, be in that church and serve with you. And I just absolutely love, it's just it's just great. I mean, there's just nothing like it. And I do have to say something, and I, mm-hmm. I meant to do this at the top of the show, but last week when I did our show, and at last week, if you remember, um, ladies, I was flying solo, and I was quoting a scripture and gave you the wrong address. And I was like, <laughs> you know, it was so funny because later on, I went to type it up to put it in the video that I post on to um, our Facebook page. And I was like, oh my goodness, that was the wrong scripture reference for that at, at all. And so I had said it was um, 2 Chronicles 6, 9. And it's actually, if you were looking for it and couldn't find it, it is 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, And that says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land and my favorite word in that I think is then because you've got to do what he says before he will heal your land and forgive your sins so Amen. it's very important it's just like you were talking I'm going to back up a little bit more yes. in John three sixteen. my favorite word in that passage is whosoever yes anybody because it's anybody you it's know anybody. so it's you know if you are having an identity crisis you need to know that God loves you Yes. And, you know, maybe somebody, you know, maybe you're struggling with, you know, you may be single or single again, Mm -hmm. and you're struggling to find that person who loves you. Mm -hmm. But you need to know you're not out there and you're not alone because God loves us all. Right. You know? Right. You know, and I, I want to say this because, you know, as a pastor, pastor's wife, my husband and I and Young Harris, you know, pastoring the church. Through the years, we have seen people that maybe they were more introverted, but they Mm -hmm. were very talented and called in ministry um sometimes they struggled with feeling like they were overlooked okay Okay. because you do have more Mm -hmm. extroverted people in ministry everybody's not not, yeah everybody's not called to a stage 
platform of ministry. And I want to encourage women, if you're listening, be comfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. of who you are. If God has called you to teach a Sunday school class, if God has called you to children's ministry, um, you know, even helping out with women's ministries, it could be cooking meals, um, preparing meals. Those things are just as important as if you were the conference speaker. And not saying that you can't do that and be a conference speaker. You can do both. Um, but I feel like that, you know, God has called different people to different things. And you might even be called to multiple ministries. Absolutely. Um, you know, God and, yes. and God also calls, you may be called just to be a stay-at-home mom. Yes. You know, and you may be important. called to be an executive in a, yes. in a position, yes. or you may be called to be a stay-at-home mom. And if you are, that is such an important role. Yes. I think it's much more important than the executive because right. you are making and molding and teaching and training. Absolutely little human beings Absolutely. you know these tiny humans need to be led and they need to find out about god and they're, they're going to find out about it from their mamas <laughs> i mean that's just all oh, there yeah. is to it they're going to find out about god from their mamas oh yeah there's something else that comes to my mind too is we don't have to be perfect sometimes we overachieve and and i can say this from you know a healthy standpoint um when my husband and i when we married and he was already pastoring the church that you know, the church of god in Hiawassee that we began and I joined him in pastoring but I remember there was a member of that church you know it I think they said it a month after I had married Mike you know and here I am this young girl because we got married right I was right out of high school a month before I turned 19 and I'll never forget they said you know that you got to be a gap filler you got to be able to do everything Mm. and that was not good that was not good advice for a young pastor's wife you can't do everything no and you know I had to realize that you know we're not super women even though we try and I have done that over and over and over again but we got to realize we can staff our our weakness absolutely you know if we're not good at a certain thing find somebody that's good at something mm-hmm. i do that sometimes with you <laughs> you know and, you know find somebody that's better at that than you right. are and then you do what you're good at you do what you're good at and you know and you'll find so much joy and i think that that's really where you start living is when you can do the things that you're good at and not saying that you won't do things that you don't like or you're not you know there's things sometimes you have to do in life that you don't want to do well it's but, you know it's like cleaning yeah, toilets and, absolutely. and you know windows you know mirrors in the bathroom whatever absolutely. whatever needs to be done you can mm-hmm. do but it may not necessarily be what you want right. to do all the time right but you know we may you know we may not like the plumber you know i don't want to be a plumber but let me tell you something when the toilet stop up i'm gonna call one you know i mean i really like the plumber then so it's like you know you, these pe- everybody's important oh yeah regardless so, of the job yeah so if i could tell that you know to our women at harvest fellowship church and to all the women that will hear this um i would say be yourself be content in who you are you know don't try to be somebody else you know it's already taken you know you don't have to be some be yourself mm-hmm. and shine in who you are exactly you know god has created you that way for a reason each one of purpose, us is an individual and we've got yes. to figure out you know you and it may take some soul searching it may take some you know i talked last week about you know developing your prayer life yes and it's very possibly that you need 
need to develop your prayer life and ask God, you know, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? What job is it? Is it a position in the church? Is it, you know, is it passing out the bulletins? Is it greeting people at the door? Or is it being, you know, being home with my kiddos Mm -hmm. or being an executive, being a bank teller, whatever it is, God, what is it you want me to do? Right. Right. You know, and and from a mentor uh, standpoint, you know, when, you know, mentoring as a music teacher, the students that Mm -hmm. are learning, um, I have told them, I said, you know, uh, and we have this, the 10 finger exercise, you know, I'll have them count the words on their fingers, the 10 finger, and it's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right. And, And I'll have them to say that because they'll say, well, what if I can't play this song like you play it? And I said, it doesn't matter. I said, because and we'll we'll do like improvisational you know like you know uh ad lib you know it's mm-hmm. kind of like ad lib you're filling in and doing stuff and i said this is your song you can actually create and do something a little bit different and uh differently and so that's the way i do in minister too not in ministry uh we meant i mentor in music and i said you've got to use it whether you're in church music whether you're in country uh jazz rhythm and whatever blues genre you yeah choose. whatever genre it is you have to do with what you feel you're going to do take this i'm just teaching you the fun fundamentals the mm-hmm. rudiments of music and then you go with it same thing with ministry when we are uh basically mentoring people in the um, ministry program you the mip program mm-hmm. the ministerial internship program right. and i know that you and bill are a part of that and others and so i would say that even though we're mentoring you in this ministry i'm not going to be you, you no no you but you're going to excel and be successful in the area of ministry that God calls you and and leads you in. And and that's what's incredible because don't try to do anything else. And I'm reminded also the psalmist David, I don't know how much time I have, but even though he was a male figure, I'm female, um, the psalmist David, I really feel like I can identify as an individual with him because he was a psalmist, a worshiper, loved to sing praises before God. And I love that. And it, it ignites my, you know, my spirit, energizes my spirit to worship. But he you know, he had to go with what he knew. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, King Saul had an armor, Mm -hmm. but when David was preparing to go out and fight Goliath, this was a young shepherd boy, right? He had fought a a bear and a lion and and defeated him and he was successful. But when he went up against this Goliath, I think he was nine foot tall, uh, you know, I go guy. Yes. So anyway, he was going up uh, against Goliath that was from Gath. And he said, you may come to me with a sword and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. He had to go in his own. Right. He could not wear his identity, what he knew to do. Mm -hmm. And he had his slingshot and, you know, the story with the pebbles and he defeated him and Mm -hmm. then chopped his head off. You know, that was it's not how big or how small you are. You know, and um, it's who it's, God wants you to who be. You are your identity, mm-hmm. and when you find that in Christ, and you spend that, and you find it through prayer, reading the Word, seeking Him, desiring Him, and then all those other things, just like Matthew six we'll thirty three said, it'll come together. Well, that yes. is a perfect segue because we yes. have about two minutes left, and if you will take us out in prayer, I would love that. Absolutely, dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you today, and I pray over all the women that are listening today, and there'll be some men, and Father, if they're struggling in who they are, Father, I pray that today somehow they will just turn every 
everything in every insecurity over to you and say, Lord, here I am. And I want Mm, you to take who I am and make it something beautiful because we, when we find ourselves in you and we ask you to come into our life and live, you live as Lord and savior and reign over our Mm -hmm. lives. We find our true identity. We find our purpose in you and father, it is the best life. We will find joy. We will find happiness and everything that we need. And father, I thank you that you are blessing these people today. And there's a change coming forth that they can be themselves and live in their own skin Mm -hmm. and realize who they are. And it's something awesome. And father, we thank you for it in your precious name. Amen. Thank you so much for that. So ladies, I will tell you, if you do have a prayer request, if you want to text that to me um, or call me, you can um, reach me at 828-361-9783. My email address is jesusforreallife at gmail.com. You can hop over to our Facebook page, which is um, facebook.com, Jesus for Real Life, and also the same for YouTube. And I will tell you that we type these prayer requests up that I get from you, and we share those on our Tuesday morning prayer service and on Wednesday night and Sunday morning. And the members of Harvest Fellowship Church are praying for you. Okay, so they take those home, and they are praying for you. So I... Pastor Julia, thank you so much for being with me. I always enjoy having you with me. Mm -hmm. And ladies, I just want to say have a wonderful week. Try to get yourself into church on Sunday if you can. And until next um, Saturday, have a wonderful and blessed week. Mm